record it coast to coast to wherever you're listening to this right now. This is the Low End Marauders Podcast. What's good, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Low End Marauders Podcast. As always, we thank you for listening in. Um, as always, I'm joined by Jared. What's happening, Jared? What's up? What up? Oh, not much. Coming close to the end of season three, uh, season four, right around the corner. Um, right now, we got some good topics. As always, we're going to rank some uh, classic 90s uh, rap albums a little bit later on in the show. We're going to talk about um, hip-hop's halfway mark uh, since we are halfway through 2023. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about, hold on, Outcast, uh, pers- um, Outcast, if they are or if they aren't over. But uh, first, we got to start off with uh, some sad news. Um, for those who did, um uh, catch us near the end of the last episode we gave our condolences to a wild and out cast member um and comedian mother jackie o who passed away um so far as of this episode there has not been an official cause of death to what uh to what happened with her um but a lot of um but according to what we've been hearing that um she basically was planning uh some kind of a mommy and me thing with a doctor down in miami something happened which resulted in her death and uh things like that uh happened with her from what we're um from what we're uh what the what the article is saying i should say but um, basically, with everything going on, it really has brought to my attention that there have been a lot of female rappers going under the knife when it comes to, you know, surgery and, you know, getting surgical procedures done and things like that. And so um, let's, let's just go ahead and kick it off uh, with, a, with a good question with, um, with everything that's going on with her. Um, I'll go ahead and start with you, and I'll just ask, do you think this trend will ever end, or do you think it'll sadly continue? Uh, it's going to sadly continue. Uh-huh. It's going to sadly continue because just the simple fact that a lot of women have died due to this procedure, and it's still being done. Even if it, you know, even when they were doing it in you know somebody's basement with the shots, now it's more, you know, it's more, you know, take the take take fat off the stomach and put it somewhere else. But that's that's the thing now. But now even that's a risk. And later down the line in life, it could be a malfunction. So. And you know you gotta know your body first, or know what you can take and what can't. Some people, you know, body everybody's body's not the same, so it's like you don't know what what can be cut or what. You might can't take this certain 
procedure or whatever they put in your body to even numb you or it's just a lot of things that can go wrong a simple cut can you know take your life or whatever like I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but unfortunately, people are gonna women. I mean, certain women's gonna still do it to to look a certain way. Is the vanity of it? Vanity is the vanity is one of the roots of all evil too. And um, yeah, it's gonna continue, man. I don't think it's gonna stop anything. I mean, a lot of women are doing the quote-unquote mommy makeover to, you know, after having a certain amount of kids and they want to get their body back to how it was before the kids. And, you know, it's a lot of, you know, postpartum, which I understand. You know what I mean? I heard about that, you know. So women do mm-hmm. feel insecure about their bodies and whatever, but look at the risk you're taking by doing that. Right. A lot of women are right. losing life over it. Right. And uh, for those who are wondering what uh, a mommy makeover is, according to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, reports that a mommy makeover often consists of a combination of several procedures, including a breast augmentation, lift or reduction, a tummy tuck, a butt augmentation, liposuction and an arm or a thigh lift. So. It is, it is real unfortunate that, you know, this had to happen, too. Right. Uh, but, yeah, but go ahead. No, just simply, I'm just simply saying, it just, unfortunately, it's, it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop. It's just going to just be more, it's just going to be more cautious and just going to, you know, be more careful in the situation. It kind of, I see that they kind of kept it under the rug because they don't want to call out any doctors because they want to keep, you know, keep clientele, keep businesses. Mm-hmm. As I've heard it, there was the same doctor that did Dr. Miami or whatever. It's just like, <sighs> I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> Not Dr. Miami, yes, they did it at Young Miami. And mm-hmm. I just want girl, I just want women to be well, who could I say to what a woman's body should do or whatnot? But I just like I personally like women who has, you know, natural, like just, you know, go back to that nineties feeling, like just nineties. Right. 90s just love their body. This just just comfortable in the skin there and like I don't know when was the time where women felt like, man, I gotta get my butt done and you know what I mean. It's right. just this phenomenon to where everyone woman wants their butt done or something. Not everyone, but a majority. Like I don't know when the era started. I wanna say like two thousands. I wanna say maybe the two thousands is really started. Somewhere between the 2000s, between 2000, 2010, like late 2000, early 2000s, I guess. When the video mm-hmm. girl was, video girl was like, you know, certain video girls was video girls. Yeah. was, you know, like Melissa Ford, Vita, Vita Guerrera. Um, mm-hmm. Gloria Velez. Gloria Velez chick was on a, a big Pippa video with Pimp C. Like it was just yep. like certain girls you just, you just knew. Tammy Torres, like yep, early the early girls, like, 
pioneers, so to speak. He wasn't just a, a love interest. Nah, these were video girls, right? <laughs> mhm. Yeah, man, it's just it's just sad. It's unfortunate, man. It's a lot of girls. It's not. It's a lot of girls is passing away due to the knife, but they just not. They just not. We just don't know their names, so the, the story's not highlighted. It just swept under the rug. But the fact that it was DC mm. Young Flies girl, a known figure, right? It gets on the forefront. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like this shit goes on every other day of the week. Mm-hmm. You get a, you know, some girls just get addicted to the knife and just addicted to the, to how it looks and oh, I can get fixed and. Just look wild, man. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, it, it it really and truly is unfortunate that uh, she did pass. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think they just recently had a kid earlier in the year. I, I could be wrong. I, I know they do have either uh, earlier or late last year. Yeah, and to me, that kind of that kind of what makes this whole situation sad too, because, you know, it is sad that, you know, now he's got to raise, uh, I believe they have three kids together or had three kids together. He's going to have to raise them by himself. Uh, but you know, I, I know DC will be fine. I know, um, he's going to do his best as a dad. Um, but I, I just remember like the same day this happened, Earlier that day, this is when uh, SZA, she admitted she had um, a BBL done um, in an interview. I can't remember uh, the source, but she basically said she had one done because she wanted uh, a bigger ass instead of, you know, going to the gym and, you know, being, you know, patiently waiting for that to happen. And it's just like, you know, sometimes... You just gotta, you know, you can't, yeah, sometimes you just gotta put the work in and let the results speak for itself, you know, and and that's one of the things that money can't buy because, you know, going under that knife is dangerous too, like you said. And, And my question is, for some of these women who are just, you know, going under the knife and, you know, getting all this, this, and this done, it's just like for what? For you know, likes, for follows, comments, views, and things like that. And, and it's just like we we're sadly living in an era where you know everything uh everything and everybody wants to go viral. And you know, constantly doing that, it's just like it, it's not even worth it, you know, because Ain't no telling what some of these uh, doctors can do uh, to you. Ain't no telling what some of these doctors, you know, how long they practice and and things like that. And it's just, you know, it's just very careful. And I just think, um, you know, you just got to, you just got to, you know, naturally do it. Just put the work in at a gym and. And, you know, just just get the results that you want, because I feel like if you have the money to go under the knife, then I kind of feel like you should have the same amount of money to, you know, hire a personal trainer and, you know, to put the work in. 
you know, just to get the results that you want, whether, you know, it, it, it is, you know, bigger breasts, a bigger ass, you know, bigger hips, you know, what, whatever. But, you know, it, it is sad, um, again, to have that happen, but I kind of feel like that's what women should, you know, do. You know, because there are some guys, you know, including myself that like the, you know, the the natural look, you know, the, you know, no um, augmentations, no, you know, breast lifts or anything like that. But uh, it, it is sad that, you know, this kind of stuff happened. And, you know, it, it just makes me think of, you know, other female rappers that had this done, too, because you and I both know the story behind Lil' Kim and all the plastic surgery she had done um, over the years. I mean, because when you compare Lil' Kim in 2023 uh, to how she was back in 1998, 97 and all them, you think she was a completely different person. Right. Is, um, it's a, it is a deeper root why she got that surgery done too. Mm-hmm. Which is which is sad. It's just all the shit that she's been through, and she felt like having lighter skin will give her more opportunities and not be dismissed like she was back in those times. Right. She felt like she was just put on the back burner. That's a whole different story though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I know she's had work done. Cardi B has had work done. Uh, Black China has had work done. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nicki, she recently uh, had she a breast like reduction. First. She was like one of the, nah, I ain't going to say first, but really, like, she's like, damn. I like, that got to be fake. You know what I'm saying? That's the first girl I was like, damn, okay, it can't be. Because, you know, we were saw we saw before pictures. And then mm-hmm. even Lala, Lala, Lala got work done. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, Queen Nyjah. Yeah, that's true. She even admitted it. She admitted it. Yeah. Like she, yeah. She oh like yeah, she, Sweetie she has had, had um work done too. Who? Because I uh Sweetie. Because I remember she got uh, She got reduced, or she got she added more. I remember hearing it, it was a video on that I stumbled across on Instagram. They asked her like with one of her first big checks, what did she do? And she said she went and she got a breast implant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wish I still had that video saved, but anyway, yeah, she's had work done, and you know sometimes it's just like, you know, don't. It's scary to go under the knife as is uh, to get surgery done, but if you're spending, you know, tens to hundreds of thousand dollars just to, you know, boost your appearance, uh, you know, for likes and all that, it's just like, it's kind of sad, but I get where they're coming from because, you know, everyone, you know, wants to see a good looking woman. They want, you know, to, you know, I guess you could say, like, fawn over them or, you know, try to shoot their shot or whatever. But sometimes you just got to, you know, just just be happy in the skin you're in because that's what I'm getting out of all this. You know, it, it's a sad and scary reminder to just love who you are and 
you know, love uh, the curves and lack thereof that you have. So it, it, it's sad, but it is what it is. Damn. But, uh, man, uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, talk about um, Outcast? Well, talk about Outcast news, I should say. Yeah, let's get on Outcast. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, the only thing I can really say is, you know, uh, ladies, just learn to love the skin you're in. J just be happy with what you are, what you have, you know. Men love all uh, all different sorts of shapes and sizes. So you know, just just be happy with what you have is is all I'm saying. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get into um, out uh, some outcast news. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Sleeper Brown, who is a, a frequent collaborator of both uh, Big Boy and Andre, uh, last uh, I believe it was Monday. He was approached by TMZ uh, at LAX, and he basically has told uh, TMZ, um, well, he well TMZ asked him if we would ever get an Outcast reunion in the future, and he basically had told him, you know, uh, just told him, don't hold your breath, and basically shot down rumors about Outcast um, reuniting, and has said that it's a rap for the duo. Uh, he said, uh, he basically said, you know, uh, Outcast was over and has called Amenaqui uh, the best uh, record that Outcast has ever put out due to both Dre and Big Boy, uh, their production on that album. So, um, I'll, well, first off, let's just go ahead and um, let's ask this. Do you honestly believe Outcast is over? Uh, I wouldn't say it's over. I mean, if they want to go on tour, they can't do it again. But it's up to Andre. You know what I'm saying? And I honestly, I'm I, to be to be to be real. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean. I'm not really looking forward to I mean, if they do have it, that's cool. If they don't, that's cool. They gave me so much material over the years that I can live off that shit. Like they ain't gotta <laughs> give me no new shit, bro. I'm not one of them niggas. I'm not one of them fans. Like I'm 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 I appreciate what they give into the game. I'm a huge outcast fan. I got, you know, every now and then I I go into my, you know, Dungeon family organized noise playlist and just play hits. They gave me more than enough. Andre every now and then do features. Um, Big Boy, you know, Big Boy still on the scene. Big Boy gave me classic solo albums. Andre gave me classic verses. Outside Outcast, I'm good, bro. I ain't gotta do shit else. I'm cool, bro. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I, I they, they gave me so much shit, so much material, man. Like. It's just been, I'm, 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 I'm proud of them, boy. I'm proud of what they did. They put Atlanta on the map. It just, right. it's just, a, it just a fire ass group, man. They had something to say. Every song was always positive. Like, even if it was like, you know, even if it was like street records or whatever, it still was a positive outcome. Like, they always gave a positive message. 
Um, Goody Mob too, like even if it was gritty, like it was always positive. Like even though on a song called Benson Beamer, where it's talking about hijacking cars, but then even that had a positive message. It was like, yo, just save up, don't you know, don't do it because it's gonna come a time where it's not gonna work. Like it, even that, like it just they they had it just it's just a positive message, of positive energy. Like they took they they showed you the good and the bad with it. Like I appreciate artists like that. Just mm-hmm. don't feed, they'll still put poison out there. Like this is it. That's all it is. Like you ain't gonna get caught or tell you. Like I'm, I like artists that tell you the consequences of shit or what what comes with it. Like just you know give it to them. You know. All the way, you know, all the way straight or whatever. Like, pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what you feel like you you feel like you need another Outcast album? Or? Honestly, I'm torn between this because part of me wants to say, yeah, it it's a wrap for uh for the group. But the other part of me wants to pull Big Boy from the way you move and say Outcast is everlasting too. So, um, I mean, I don't want to go with the obvious answer and say it's over. But I mean, since the group hasn't really put anything out since 2006 as um, as a group itself, because a lot of people uh, think that you know Speaker Box, the Love Below, is it for them, which isn't. Uh, a lot of people forget that their last quote unquote album together was the soundtrack to the movie Idlewild, and that came out uh, in 2006. So, uh, yeah, so flash forward to you know 2013. Uh, you know, Dre seems like he really isn't into, you know, rapping. I kind of feel like he's, you know, done. He's retired since I think the last thing we've seen or heard from him, he was like out in uh, Tokyo, uh, just living life and, you know, enjoying himself. And, you know, uh, with Big Boy, he's uh, since the split, he's put out uh I want to say three or four solo projects, uh, which are all pretty good. Because uh, yeah. I remember uh, Sir Lucius Left Foot, uh, Vicious Lies, and uh, two other, um, which I can't think of off the Boomer, top of my head. Boomerverse. Okay. Boomerverse, and then this shit with uh, the last, this, the, the big sleepover with Sleepy Brown. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking uh, either three or four, but uh, anyway. I'll call, I'll call uh, I remember was the solo shit was the shit with him and Gucci Mane. And then the shit, um, Shutterbug, that beat was so fucking hard. Yeah, that was off uh, Sir Lucius Left Foot. That shit was so fire, bro. It was. I don't know, but that's but that's the same. I don't know, but that's but that's but that's but that. Hey, hey, that's the but that's the same way. His flow, bro. His flow is one of one, bro. That that was a clean. Now party people in the club. It's time to cut your rug and throw the deuces in the south and shut the bug. Yeah, yeah. I gotta uh play that. I think I still have that saved on my Spotify. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I love uh, the fact that this nigga kept it going. Like, fuck that. He ain't, he ain't wait on Dre. He's nigga. Like, him, like, Sleepy Brown fit so perfect with him because he was, mm-hmm. Sleepy Brown was doing the hooks and it just fit. It just fit with Big Boy style. A lot of people, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people liked The Love Below. If you have that conversation about the double album, speaking uh-huh. about The Love Below, a lot of people liked The Love Below. I did too, but that speaker box was hard, bro. Like, people don't talk about the speaker box enough, bro. Enough, bro. Like, that shit was fire, bro. Yep. Uh, apart from the way you move, you had uh, ghetto music. I remember the music video for that. That had yeah, Killer Mike in it. The shit with uh, Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, what was it? Um, what what was the uh, one track he had on there with Killer Mike and Jay Z? I, I can't think of it. Uh, oh flip! Oh yeah, flip flop rock. Okay. Flip flop rock. You oh. had bow tie. Oh, oh my god, bow tie! So that was on Idlewild. Mm-hmm. Uh, reset. Um. Last call. Church. War. Yeah, like it was. It was just. Yeah, it's unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like he just had it. He just had his own like. I don't know, it's fire, bro. Right. Yeah, like I said, bro, I don't, I mean, I understand, I mean, I am torn, but also I don't want to ha- have the fact that they come back and this shit ain't hitting. That's true. Leave the legacy like it is, bro. Get out, you went out on top. You went out with Idlewild. I think your last song together, in my opinion, I think I might have to fact check this. I feel like their last song together was The Art of Storytelling Part 4. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking like Royal Flush. When Royal Flush that was, come out? That was like one of, that was one off of uh, Big Boy's uh, one of his solo. It's the one that had like uh, Ronald Isley on the hook and then you had uh, Dre, he dropped the verse on there too. Oh, it was the it was the uh, it was the um, the resurgence of the um, schooling on the barbecue because it had Raekwon on there too. Oh yeah, that was, oh that yeah, was, that's true. That was and the that came operation together. Yeah, because it and was the came... voyage to that was the voyage to Atlantic sample. Yeah, there we go. Like, I always. Oh. Come back, yeah, yeah. Cause I remember J Cole rapped on that shit too, off on off the warm up. Mhm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, yeah. And then Andre, hey Andre did. Cause they all dropped. Andre had a hard verse on it. Right. Yeah, that was like twenty. 
I was going to say like late 2000s or I want to say 2009, 2010. Yeah. Somewhere in that area. You might you might have to fact ch- fact check that. Yeah. Came out oh eight. Damn, that long ago? Yeah. Shit. Fuck we getting old, bro. I think I think I don't think it was on a big board. I think it was just a Lucy. Oh, it was a loose single? I thought it was off one of his uh one of his albums. Uh hmm. Oh, I might be wrong. Okay, well while you look uh look that up, uh I'll just I'll just keep on going. Uh but yeah, I I feel like with uh Outcast, I mean I don't want to state the obvious and say it's over, but uh, with well, well, recently he just dropped a a, a single off uh, Killer Mike's new album. Um, um yeah, part- it, it was a Lucy because it came out '08. He didn't drop his first solo till 2010. Sir Lucius Left Foot. Oh damn! Okay, it was, it was just a throw. It was just like a throwaway record. I won't say throwaway, but you know what I'm saying. It's just like a Lucy. Right. It wasn't no, no album, and then it just something they just put out. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that Outcast is over, but I I would say, I mean, since three sacks really don't seem that much into you know rapping anymore, I kind of feel like, oh excuse me, that um you know the group has called it quits, and you know, uh, Big Boy he's still doing his thing, he's still rapping, uh, and you know. Andre, he's just out here, you know, doing his own thing. Um, if they do reunite, it's, um, you know, I basically can see Twitter and, you know, social media going crazy for when they do uh, get back together. But, um, you know, basically right now it's just, you know, I, I would say the group has been over, you know, since, you know, for the last 10 15 years to be honest with you because you know but yeah i can live with the fact that they don't have to put out nothing else i'm good bro i can i can just live off the old shit bro they got so much material like i'm good man right I, i think i'm i'm good with you know uh with the records they have too because you know, even if they so, want to hear, you know, so something, bad. right? Yeah, and even if you know they do want to hear something new, um, or you know, just want to hear what one or the other is doing, you know, they uh, they have done some uh, stuff post Outcast, like we said, Big Boy, he has his records. Uh, Andre, he had a verse on uh, Killer Mike's new album. Uh, I can't think of I can't think of it uh, the name of the track off the top, but uh, you know he had his verse uh, off that uh, along with Future. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm good with you know Outcast you know being quote unquote over because 
like you said, I'm good with the albums. I'm good with, you know, the legacy that they have. They left behind them, you know, putting Atlanta on a map um, and, and everything like that. So if it is over, you know, it, it's been a hell of a ride. And, you know, hopefully we can get something from them in the future. And um, we'll just see what happens from here on out, too. So, you know, it it is sad that I got to say it's over, but, you know, if uh, if three stacks, you know, wants to make songs with everybody but Big Boy, it's just like, damn, you can't really. I mean, you can't really do nothing about it except just take it for what it's worth. Yeah. But uh, but also, uh, how do you feel about uh, Sleepy Brown saying that uh, Aminiqui is uh, their best album? Matter that, right? Uh, I would say, yeah, me, I would say it would be between that and uh, AT Aliens, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even tripping off that, right? That was that was their most best lyrical work, in my opinion. Like, a lot of hits came off those two albums. I mean, of course, Stakonia got the hits, hits. But, but now talk about spitting, spitting those two albums. You can't go. I could, yeah. You can. You pick the right one. Either one, him or AT Aliens. Yeah, you pick the right one. Yeah, like he, yeah, like he said. Uh, with both, uh, with that one, you had uh both, uh, Big Boy and Dre. You know, showing off their production skills on that one too. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not mad at too because, you know, that one had, uh, I think, like what we talked about, that had, you know, just strong, strong songs, you know, Return of the G, Rosa Park, Skew It on the Barbecue, um, The Art of Storytelling, Spotty Adi Dopalicious, uh, man, uh, Liberation. And, you know, it, it may just be their best album, too. I'm, I might have to put that above uh, AT Aliens. But. Liberation you know, was it, on that one? Yeah, that was on. Uh, that was like, I think it was like the second or, uh, second or last uh, song off that one. It was. That CeeLo. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That Liberation. That's one of my, fa- that's one of my favorite songs by them, bro. And they didn't even rap. It's just the, the the piano, the singing, right? And later, and later down the line, later down the line, Fabulous sampled that. Mm-hmm. Him and it's called Goyard Bag. Check that out. It's uh Fabulous and uh Lil Uzi Vert when he first came out. It's called Goyard Bag. They took the piano from Liberation and made it to a beat. And I was like, bruh. When I first heard the song, I was like, I know this piano from somewhere. Where the fuck did I hear this from? It took me a while to figure it out. And then I played the Outcast. I said, man, that sounded like, why didn't even go back? It was <laughs> Outcast, Liberation. I said, yo, this nigga is crazy. Yeah, that's hard, bro. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they killed that man. Yeah, that was like, I feel like that was the you know, even though I feel like Stankonia was the most 
most like, successful, you would say? That's the most creative. Because Andre did a lot of the... It, it, I could tell that the, the beats and stuff, the, the idea was more to Andre's hands. Mm-hmm. And, and and with Andre... And I commend Big Boy because them Andre beats, some of them Andre beats was kind of wild. And Big Boy would just... Would just he was just adapted to the beats. He was just flowing off them shits like like bombs over Baghdad. Uh, yeah, yeah you can kind of tell that was uh, something Dre produced right there. Yeah, gasoline dreams. It's like a lot of shit was Andre's idea, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another shit that I like? Snapping a trapper with uh with Killer Mike. Oh yeah, he was off that one too. Yeah, big boy and uh, yeah, it was just big boy and Killer Mike was snapping like, trash. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah, you had that. You had uh, you know, everybody could do the beat to so fresh and so clean. Whether it's uh on a desktop at school or on a lunch table, Miss Jackson, uh, what else was off that? You had a uh, gangster shit. Uh, explosion. I think that was the one with uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill. Um, shit, what else? Like you said, snapping, trapping. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of more without uh, resorting to Spotify for the track listing. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I would say Stankonia was their most successful because I kind of feel like. That one is kind of what was uh, the songs off that album were being played more back then, you know, uh, back on Rap City, back on, you know, MTV, uh, you know, things like that. So I kind of feel like that album is what put them on the map. But go ahead. And actually, a criminal put because the criminal was their most successful album before Stankonia. Yeah. Criminal went platinum because it's like, they that was more that was if it took Stankonia, they got more success. They were they they were starting to get traction off of uh off of um Rosa Parks and shit. Rosa mm-hmm. Parks honestly, bro, Rosa Parks really put them niggas on the map. If you want to be honest with you, worldwide appeal. It was it was it was Rosa Parks. I'll kind of I'll agree with you on that one. Cause yeah, I do remember. Uh, like I didn't know who Outcast was until I first heard that song. Cause I yeah, remember, it was a lot uh, of yeah. yeah, that I and admit. yeah, that and you know them just performing it on TV. Cause like I think post that, and I remember like watching old. Uh, you remember watching them old episodes of Showtime at the Apollo? They had yeah. them on. Uh, that was during. Uh, you know, the AT alien days where, you know, they're wearing the brave stuff uh, in New York and, you know, doing performances. I think that was around the time Steve Harvey was uh, hosting, too. Uh-huh. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I would say um, uh, Amenikui would be their best, uh, their their best album. But. But but damn, it's been uh, but damn, it, it's real, it's real close between the two, uh, those two. But anyway, um, 
Anything else you want to add before we move on to uh, hip hop's halfway mark? Um, nah, we can go ahead and move on. Shout out, Outcast. Uh, shout out to Outcast too. Uh, hopefully, they another, if you don't make another project song, I'm I'm cool. I'm just glad right. y'all living y'all life, raising y'all children. Being successful, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy what y'all brought to the game and what y'all did for the South specifically. Right. But yeah, let's let's go ahead. Um, let's go ahead. Let's talk about hip hop's uh, halfway point. Um, as we all know, uh, since we are approaching um, the first, the end of the first half of 2023. Uh, you know, a lot of hip hop has come out, but um, also it's been, if I have to be honest, a little bit of a quiet year, too, because um, according to uh, Billboard, as hip hop has yet to gr- uh, there has not been a hip hop album to grace the Billboard Hot 100 or Billboard Top uh, 200 albums chart uh, so far this year. Now. To give you a perspective on everything that's going on uh, compared to last year, by the beginning of last June, um, we've already had number one albums from six different rappers. We had Gunna with DSF4 DSF Forever, Lil Durk with 7220, Tyler uh, with Call Me If You Get Lost, Pusha T, It's Almost Dry, Future, I Never Liked You, and uh, Kendrick Lamar with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Over on the um, Hot 100, um, basically the only few songs that were um, number one were Jack Harlow's First Class and uh, Drake and Future's Wait For You, basically secure, uh, securing the number one spot by last year's halfway mark. So uh, with everything that's going on, um, well, I'll, I'll go. Well, I'll ask you this first question: uh, Do you think so far this has been the driest year for hip hop? I don't know about the driest year, but I just feel like um. Ain't really no song. Ain't really song. They I don't feel like it's been hit like that. Now it's a couple. I, of course, females then took over the game right now. Like I right. feel like tomorrow, ain't wrong with that. I feel like tomorrow by uh, by Glorilla. I think it is holding weight. Mm-hmm. Holding weight for a while. Um. What else? I feel like um. Lotto been, you know, Lotto just dropped a new, dropped a remix with Cardi again on it. Mm-hmm. I think he's been out, Ice Spice. I mean, I think it's the female era right now. Females done took over the radio, everything. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I feel like, and I got to think, because this is like a, I, on the spot, it's probably some shit I'm missing right now, because there's so much shit that come out. Um, but I don't even listen to the radio like that. Right. But I, know when I, but I do turn it on, and then when I wait for my Bluetooth to connect, I usually hear. I'm usually hearing tomorrow on the radio. Uh huh. 
Like I'm usually hearing Glorilla shit. Right. Or um Yeah, that's yeah, really good Glorilla shit. Right. That's just that's just what's that's what's hot right now. That's what's taking over, like the females took over, man. Right, because now that I think about it, I can't think, like, it's been kind of a quiet year for rap. Like, I can't even think of albums that dropped uh, back all the way back in January. Right. Because, I mean, there, because me personally, I feel like there there have been a couple good albums um, that that have come out this year. It's just that I think people just aren't for some reason checking them out due to you know they're trying to find some uh something new on spotify they're trying to you know turn to youtube to try to find the next big thing and you know some people find have found something other people haven't but me uh i, I kind of do agree with you uh you know females are you know, running rap right now with uh, some of the singles. And, you know, when I first stumbled upon this, I kind of was a little surprised that, you know, nothing has charted uh, at number one because I definitely would have thought Ice Spice would have had something by now that went to number one since she's one of the hottest right now. But anyway, um, uh, I kind of feel like it 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 kind of has been a little bit of a dry year, especially since you know nothing has really had people talking about what's good and you know um, or pe- or I still haven't heard you know album of the year contender so far. I haven't heard anything like that um, so far this year, and you know it's just like. I just kind of feel like people just aren't really trying with rap uh, right now, uh, apart from the females. I kind of feel like, you know, everybody's just doing the same, sounding the same, and, you know, nobody's really putting any effort into the music. I just feel like everybody's just trying, you know, go with the same cut, copy, and paste um, production, same cut, copy, and paste lyrics, to try to be, you know, yep, yeah, the flow to, you know, have, you know, the results. And when you just hear that again and again and again and again, it gets old and, you know, nobody wants to hear, you know, the same old shit from, you know, the same old people. It's just you got to stand out. You got to do something to you know set yourself apart from this person over here or from that person and i feel like nobody's really doing that right now everybody wants to you know sound the same have the same production have the same beats same flows and it's just like you know set yourself apart from that you got to do something that you know makes me want to be interested in what you're trying to rap about because if not then it's just like why why am i wasting my time so and how can i forget how can i forget scissor has been killing the fucking radio 
That's true. SZA. SZA with uh, uh, Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Um, yep. Kill Bill. Snooze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what's another song? I just killed my ass. Yeah, it's Kill Bill and Snooze has been killing the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, that did come out. Uh, that came out came this out year. Like, or? It came out in December. Oh okay. Okay, so yeah, late we, last we year. Count, we count. I count December as you know the new year. Like I put December to the next year. I feel like November is the cutoff of albums of the year. Yeah, especially December. you know when. Uh, yeah, I put December. Publications they put that out. Yeah, makes I put sense. December. I put December with the new year. Like. Right. Yeah, that and I also feel like nobody's trying to, uh, like I said, nobody's trying to separate themselves out of the pack. Everybody's, you know, trying to, you know, sound the same, do the same. And that's how you don't make stars. That's how you don't make, um, you know, the next Kendrick, the next Cole, the next Drake, the next Future, Uh, you know, because if you keep following the same formula, it's just like, then, you know, what, what are you doing to stand out? Why should I, uh, why should I listen to you when I can go listen to this person and, you know, they sound the same, they're uh, doing the same. And it's just like, what are you doing? So, right. And I just feel like my thing with that is like, I feel like the back of the nineties, man, it's like you took pride in sounding different. You took right. pride in not sounding like the next man. They actually would get pissed if you biting like cause Wu Tang wasn't playing that shit. Like Oh yeah. It just yeah, you just then people need to like people worked on their craft, man. And people really earned their way to you can't just be it's so different now. It's a gift of the curse. You could just put your shit on the internet. Right, and voila, you you be a star overnight. Back then, you had to be in different ciphers, like right. You really had to prove to people that you know you're you're doing this to show that you're in it. Yeah, like well, for example, like you had to like if you in a group, you have to battle the whole. Like Eve had to battle everybody. Mm Hmm. Eve said she had to battle the locks, DMX, drag all. Like, she had to go through a, a whole gauntlet, bro. Like, to even be the first lady, like. Right. I mean, back then, freestyles can make it, can make you and break you, too. They can definitely make and break you. And I want to shout out to females, too, because. And I read, and I saw this somewhere. Somebody said this. Uh, it's not back then. A, a woman had to be a part of a crew to be put on. You had to be associated with niggas. Like you had to be like associated with a clique. Mm-hmm. Think about it, Lil Kim, a uh, Roxanne Shante Juice Crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Kim, Junior Mafia. Foxy Brown, The Firm, 
Eve Rough Riders. Eve Rough Riders. Um, Nicki Minaj, Young Money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remy, Remy Ma. Terror, Terror Squad. Shauna, DTP. Vita. Charlie Baltimore. Murder Inc. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like you had to be a part of, you had to be a, within a group of niggas to get your respect. But nowadays you don't. Look how look how far hip hop has changed. You don't have to do that shit no more. Females could just be, you know, make that come up. Even if you in uh, if you do like, you know, a stripper or you on social media a lot. You're a social media influencer, IG model. You can put on. You ain't gotta do all that shit. You ain't gotta be associated with nobody no more. You can just come out the gate spitting or just. Morph it to a rapper. Mm-hmm. Just look how far as it's it's came. Like you could just you could just be an artist just off of strength, sizzle, TDE. Like it ain't gotta be that no more. All right. But I also feel that you know some of them. Uh, I mean, I get why some of them did it to you know show that you know they're in it. They really want to do this, and you know that's what they got to do to you know get that trust and to earn that. But uh, how about that? Yep. But uh, I also feel like you know nowadays a lot of people um, just ain't really trying no more, especially with you know some of these female rappers. Well, not just them, just some rappers in general, because. like every now and then I watch um uh, I forget what the series is called. It's uh that one channel, it's that one show on Uproxx over on YouTube where you just see him freestyle in that uh tagged up bathroom. And you know, some of it, uh some of them artists are good, some of them do have potential. Other artists, it's just like it just seems like they don't really try, they're not really trying, and they just following. The, br- the blueprint on you know what other rappers are doing right now and it's just like if you can't step it up then we just moving right along to the next person because uh, I've seen a couple in you know about halfway through performance I just have to you know go back search for another artist and you know just keep it moving because you know, with the subject matter, with the beats, it it's all just sounding the same. You know, there there's nothing different. Nobody's trying to, you know, sound different. It's just, you know, the same trap beat, same trap drums, wash, rinse, repeat. That's all it is. But I mean, we, I mean, we really got to step things up. Uh, you know, within the second half. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can get some uh something out of someone uh pretty soon too. But um let let me ask you this question. Um uh, well it I mean I it is an obvious question, but uh I'll I'll switch it up and say who do you think will uh give rap their first number one uh album or single this year? If Cole come out with the off season. If he comes out, if he come out with the fall off like he's supposed to, mm-hmm. 
I feel like the off season was like kind of like a mixtape album type shit. But when he come out with the fall off, like he was supposed to do after KOD, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see. That's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just waiting on that. And now that I think about it, I, I can't think of anybody else dropping for the rest of the year. I, I could be wrong, but I, I well, right now, maybe, I can't think of maybe, anybody. Maybe Buster Rhymes. Maybe Buster Rhymes. I heard he was working on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I can't think of anybody else dropping this yeah, year. So Tyler, Tyler's done. Tyler didn't drop his shit. He's done for the year. For another right. Two years. <laughs> right. Pusha T enjoying fatherhood. Um, Cause he come out every odd year. Cause he didn't come mm-hmm. out twenty twenty two. You know, call me if you get lost was tw- oh, was twenty one. Right, he didn't drop nothing. Tyler just dropped like what six, seven more, seven more songs on "Call Me If You Get Lost Deluxe," mm-hmm. which is cool. He got time to chill and just work on something else. Like you know, I fuck, I fuck with him. You know what I mean? I think that's it. I know it's Westside gonna come out. Right. Um, I mean, Kanye dropped. I mean, Kanye, Conway dropped. I don't know if it. I don't know if it hit like that, like it was supposed to. Right. Uh, other than that, prayers up for his an, uh, accident too. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers up. Definitely. Yeah. Um. I I don't think uh, I don't think Drake is gonna drop anything this year. I could be wrong. Um. He dropped like late last year with a clutch album. <laughs> Yeah, he he still yeah he still has that. I don't uh, that, and he's still from what I'm reading, he's still trying to you know go after Instagram models. So nah, he, bro, I, I don't I, think I feel he, like he nah, I, I feel like I feel like he need to get back to his crooning and sing it to the ladies, bro. I think that was just a what a time to be alive. That was just a moment in time. Like you don't need to get you don't need to get a bad rapport with the women. Like that was just a that was just a vibe. Just a phase. He felt some type of way. It. Was, I feel like that was the City Boys album. Like that was, <laughs> real, I feel like that was the City Boys album. All this finesse rap these females be doing. I think that was just our answer. Our this was our answer back. But I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Drake on that type of time no more. It was cool. It's cool to hear him like that. But I'm not. I don't want to get used to that type of Drake. Right, because that nigga sounded hurt for real. Let's be honest. <laughs> that Marvin room shit. He sounded hurt. Yeah, it sounded like Marvin. <laughs> Slick sound like Marvin's room. The album. <laughs> Looking back at it, that shit was Marvin's room. The album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, this nigga. I like this shit hard, but he's low key hurt. Right. Who who fucked him over? That's why I'm here. I know I know, I, I, I know Georgia Smith fucked him over, but damn, if he's stuck on her, could still be stuck on Rihanna. Damn, that's right. <laughs> I feel like he took shots at ATL. Like, 
I feel like he took shots at Rocky at one point, man. I'm not. I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta do my research. Oh shit! Man, he took shots at a lot of niggas. He took shots at Serena's boyfriend, her husband. He took shots at. He probably took shots at Rocky. Yeah. Every chick he with, every chick he's been with that's in a new relationship. He's shitting on them niggas. Right. And that's probably, some petty pro- ass shit. <laughs> Mad because uh, he can't get it and they found somebody else. Alright, grow up, nigga. <laughs> grow the fuck up. <laughs> Let them go, bro. Move on with your life, bro. Right. <laughs> oh shit. Cause yeah, because like we talked about, don't forget he has um that one necklace with 47 diamonds for um all the women he he tried proposing to or some shit like that. Oh yeah. Cause I remember we talked about that. I want to say that was like earlier in the uh in the year. Oh no, man. That nigga be on some wild shit, man. He wearing back ear clothes now. His vibe is just different. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Uh yeah, the 42 diamonds. That was like the first episode of 2023. 42 diamonds for the 42 women he thought uh he thought about proposing to. Yeah, that was corny. What? <laughs> oh man. But Drake is a corny dude. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with his music, but I feel like if you really hang out with the nigga for like a week, you be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Even like a day. And I feel like that's why it just be so there's so much of a disconnect with females because it's like if they really get to know the real him. It's mm-hmm. like, nigga, you, nigga, you, you insecure as fuck, my nigga. <laughs> right, because uh, you know Joe Button was talking about him and, you know, getting liposuction and getting work done, too. Nigga got a BBL. <laughs> Drake might have been the first nigga, the, the first dude Get liposuction and shit. Right, he, he, he you, you drawing abs on yourself and shit? Like, come on. <laughs> Do the workout, my nigga. That nigga did the cheat code. He's straight. And no matter what he eat, that shit is not gonna poke out. Pause. <laughs> Man, living the uh, "I'm too sexy" video for real. Right. <laughs> oh man. Get it, my guy. But. Um... <laughs> But uh, uh, again, I mean, I don't see Drake dropping an album this year. Um, Kendrick, he gave us one last year. We probably ain't gonna hear from him for another couple years. Um, yeah, I, I say we probably won't hear from him for another, I say three, four years after that. Um, maybe Cole, if um, 
but I doubt it. Um, like I said, with uh, since I don't know who else is uh, coming out with music later on this year, it's it's tough to say who's gonna give hip hop its first number one album of the year. Um, because uh, according uh, according to Complex, there has not been a uh, a number one hip hop album uh, or single. Uh, halfway through the year since 1993. So it's been 30 years since that that's happened. Since what but, happened? Uh, it, it's been 30 years since uh, what's going on now has happened uh, since, you know, the halfway mark of, uh, of the year. There hasn't been a number one album or single since 1993. And 93 was a good year, too. 93 had, like, what came out 93? Uh, Wu-Tang. Tribe. Midnight Marauders came out the same day. Um, you had De La Soul. They, ha- they came out with yeah. an album. I just can't think of uh, when, that, when that dropped. Damn. Shoot, look, look, yeah, let, let me see. You had, oh, um, duh, um, strictly for my niggas came out, yep, 1993, oh. naughty by nature, yeah. You had, oh, that was forgettable. LL Cool J, he had an album that came out in '93. Oh, that was that, the uh. 14 shots to the dome. Yeah. And I say forgettable because I can't think of a single song off that album. Um, I got uh pink cookies off pink cookies in a plastic bag being crushed by buildings. Oh, okay. You had that one, you had backseat with the Monica beat. Well, he had it first, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one of them days beat. He had it first. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't until it seemed like um, the second half. That's when things started uh, coming out. Uh, good albums. You had Black Sunday from Cypress Hill. You had uh, Eight Ball and MJG coming out hard uh, on August seventeenth. Pause. You had, uh, like I said, De La Soul. You had Souls of Mischief ninety three to Infinity. You had. Uh, you had Buster Rhymes' old group, uh, Leaders of the New School, Time, The Inner Mind's Eye. You had... Uh, right, that might have been his last album. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a, a final album. Because uh, I want to say a couple months later or the year after, that's when they broke up. Yeah, he left the group actually on MTV Raps. Like, they broke up, like, yeah. live. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until the second half of 1993. That's when, you know, great albums started popping up. You had Queen Latifah, Black Rain. You had, uh, like we said, Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, uh, Wu-Tang, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. You had uh, Doggy Style, Snoop Dogg, uh, Lethal Interjection, Ice Cube, December 7th. Um, Shoot, what else? 
Black Moon, end of the stage. That's a that's one that don't get talked about enough. You had, um, like I said, De La Soul, Balloon Mind State. Oh, that came out in September. I thought that was the first half of 93. Uh, yeah, it seemed like the second half was better than the first half in 93. And I kind of feel like that could happen with us, uh, you know, 30 years later. But the uh, but the thing is, it's kind of hard to see who's going to drop something with uh, when you don't really know uh, who's trying to put music out. Right. So, so it, it's it's tough for me to say who who will give um, you know rap their first number one single or uh, or album. For single wise, I'll go ahead and say Ice Spice because uh, she's killing it right now. I mean, even though it ain't really something I'd listen to personally, but you know, like we said, fem- uh, like you said, females are running the rap game right now. So, you know, definitely she, um, I-, I think she'll give rap uh, a number one album. Um, you know what? Let, let me look this up and let's see uh, who else is coming out real quick for the rest of the year. Um, let's see. 2023 and wrap. Um, according to this from Wikipedia, we got Coyla Ray. She's dropping an album uh, at uh, near the end of this month. Uh, you got Dom Kennedy. He's dropping uh, an album so far. Uh, it's untitled. West Side Gun, you got, um, so far they're saying um, Larry June, he's about to drop a second album this year. Uh, Travis Scott, which could be his comeback album with Utopia, that could be coming out soon. Uh, Let's see what else. We got Nicki Minaj, she says she's dropping an album on the 20th. You got Two Chains and Lil Wayne. Uh, so far, it's unscheduled, but they're dropping another album together. Um, yeah, so far, other than that, it seems like there's no, nothing really coming out um, that's really catching my eye so far. Because other than that, uh, everything that I'm reading right here is just you know unreleased or. They don't really have a, uh, or they really don't have a, a release date so far. But I'll I'll say, uh, so far the person who will give rap uh, their number one single would be Ice Spice. Uh, number one album, um, I, I may just have to say Nicki. That, but that's my opinion. But you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens for the second half of the year, but it, it it's going to be like interesting I, to see. Like Go ahead. I feel like it's going to be a build-up, and I feel like Nicholas is going to really step up, and who's ever coming out, like, it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be, they're going to put some up on a, put some numbers up on the board, man. I know the females doing their thing, like, Nicholas, we got to step the fuck up. Right. Uh, what we doing, bro? We we getting too we getting too too lazy or something, bro. I think everybody that came out last year and 
it's like, fuck. It's like, bro, we 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 short winded. Mhm. I feel like young boy gonna pull out his twelfth album already. So like of the year, like right. he gonna come out with something else. Right. But uh, but I'll I'll say this uh, before we move on. Uh, who other than J Cole? Who would you like to hear an album? Uh, release an album this year um dom the dom kennedy we get dom kennedy and we get another larry june album mm-hmm. if we get another griselda if i can get the if i can get the group get another griselda album And I want a Wale album too, man. I think it's time for you know Wale to come back out. He been MIA for a minute. He has when you think about it. Oh, yeah, I need when w- when was his last album? Like twenty twenty one, I believe. He came out with um Florin too. Oh. That was 20, yeah, 2021. And then last year he came out with uh the more about nothing streaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh for me, other than other than Dom Kennedy, I'll agree with you there. Um uh, I'm kind of eager to see, you know. Travis Scott uh, get it together if he drops an album this year, because you know, like we talked about on the show with the whole Astro World incident, it would be it, it's going to be interesting to see what he does on this album to you know get back in the good graces of you know the people with what happened, because you know it it has been uh, I think like almost two years since that's since that's happened. You know, he, he's basically laid low. You know, um, from what I'm reading, he's working on new music. And, um, you know, hopefully this will, you know, get him back, uh, get him, get his fans back, get him back to, you know, the top of the charts. And, you know, hopefully we see where it goes. If it's a, uh, you know, if, if it's good to go or if it's a fumble on his part and his career's over. I mean, it's going to be interesting to hear uh, what happens with him. Um, I, I also think it's time for, you know, Chance to come out with something now because, you know, he, I mean, even though I think he's doing uh, one of these voice singing shows now, the uh, I think it's The Voice or something like that, it, it's time for him to get back, uh, you know, get back on his craft, get back to rapping to you know get the taste of uh the big day uh out out of our mouths since that came out a couple years ago and you know now it's just seemed like it's just i don't want to say wasted potential on his part but it's just seemed like it's just like you got to do something to you know get our minds off that and you know to you know, get into, you know, move on from that. So I kind of feel like Chance, he needs to drop something this year. 
something this year or next year, I'll say. Because it, it's, it's time to get back on track. It's time to, you know, show us why you made us uh, fans of yours in the first place. But that's just me. So, uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I, I want a fabulous album too. Oh, yeah, it, it has been a minute or, or a mixtape. It has been a minute, it has, but um, yeah, uh, but any uh, anything else you want to add before we get into uh, before we rank some albums? Uh, all right let's go ahead let's rank uh some classic 90s albums um as always we have four choices all we're gonna do is just uh rank some albums and uh we'll tell you why we ranked them uh from best to worst or worst to best um this go around we have uh doggy style by snoop dogg we have life after death by big we have All Eyes on Me by Tupac. We have The Chronic by Dr. Dre. So out of those four, how would you rank them? Um, let me see. Remember, it's doggy style, life after death, all eyes on me, and the chronic. I'm going to have to put all eyes on me last. Okay. And even though that was a great Pac album, but it's not my favorite Pac album, I think I feel like my favorite Pac album is uh, Me Against the World. Because I feel mm-hmm. like Me Against the World, that's when his flow changed. Didn't have the Chuck D flow, the public enemy beats or whatever. He found his sound finally on Me Against the World. And he was number one album being locked up. Like he was on top of the world at his lowest point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All Eyes on Me was cool. Still had a little bit introspective. That was kind of like a vibrato pop a little bit. Sprinkled with a little bit of conscience in there, but he would just go on, you just going hard. You know, bad boy put that battery in his back, should put the battery in his back, so he was just going off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put that still has some heat on there though. For like you start off with ambitious Nasarada. And, 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 it, 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 the album started off tough. Album started off tough. I'm straight right. Yeah, yeah. Who wanna fuck? Um, what else? Okay, number three. Number three, I gotta put the chronic. Okay. Dope to see. Dope to see how a collective of people work together for one project. We were just so unique and i feel like a lot of people like straight out of compton album i liked it because ice cube but they have rapping over 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 break beats or whatever but i feel like niggas for life which is nwa's second album i feel like dre's beats got better 
synthesizer mm-hmm. was incorporated. Um, and I feel like Dre, I feel like Dre's beats just hit harder on that second album, bro. Like his beats was on point on Niggas for Life. Niggas for Life was slept on. It wasn't successful like that. But to me, beat wise, it set itself up for the Chronic because it came out. Chronic came out a year later. Niggas for Life was ninety one. After that album, I think by the time the album came out, Dre might have been out the group or maybe thinking about leaving the group. Cause you know, no the second album. Yeah, cause I feel like No Vaseline destroyed everything. Like, yeah. So Dre was about to man. Dre was like, "Fuck that, I'm gone." And then <laughs> niggas left. Suge went. Suge Knight created Death Row. And that crying man. That's if, if that was the introduction of Snoop. Snoop was writing half of that shit. It was a collective of writing, but Snoop had a hand in that. Um, I feel like the beats was dope. Um, Drake production got better since '91. Um, I like that it was a collective effort of of Daz, you know, the Dog Pound, RBX, Lady of Rage, Snoop, like that whole collective of people just collaborating on this project, man. It was just dope. Mm-hmm. It was just dope that they helped Dre out. Dre wasn't alone. Dre bought the vocals. Dre bought that. Um. That what they coined it as G Funk, that Parliament, you know that Parliament, that Funkadelics, that so samples just cut through. It was just, it was just fire, man. It was fire. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it was my one of my favorite West Coast albums. until another one I'm about to mention soon. Um, okay, number two, Life After Life After Death. Man, arguably, arguably, of all the double albums that dropped, this was the hardest double album of all time. Better than All Eyes mm-hmm. On Me, better than Bone Thugs, better than Wu-Tang Forever, better than that weak-ass Blueprint 2. Look. I agree with all of those. Um, Yeah. And I like Blueprint too. Don't get me wrong, some songs was hitting, but he could have just kept that. He could have just chopped that in half, my brother. Oh. <laughs> but um Man, Life After Death, her can we start, man? Whew. Okay. He dropped the album three years later. So ninety-four to ninety-seven, he was still putting in work. Mm-hmm. Just think about the content in '94. He was younger. I think he was like 19. And mm-hmm. then by the time Life After Death hit, he was like what, 22 maybe? He or 23? 23? Yeah, Life After Death came in. Uh, came out in '97. So, so 23. Right? 24. 24. Yeah, because okay. I remember he passed away uh, the same month that it came out. Yeah, it came out later. He died. The March, I mean, the album came out, I think, the 31st, right? 
the last day of the year, I think. Hold on, let me look that up. He died on the ninth. He died on the ninth. Mm Mm-hmm. And the album came out later. Yeah, Life After Death came out March 25th, 1997. Okay. Okay, so, right. So, that came out 25th. In between that time, after between Ready to Die and Life After Death, you got 90, you know, 95. You got the... See, that's what I liked about it, because you put your team on first, then you came back. Think about how right. many niggas did. Think about, think about how many people did that after the fact. Think about it. So you got um, ninety four Ray to Die, ninety five. You got the Julian Mafia album Conspiracy, which was hard. Ninety six. You got Lil Kim Hardcore. Then you come out with your second album. Mm-hmm. By that time, you got room to grow. You could tell he got. You could tell like his album was about you know sky's the limit. He now his you know he ain't got the struggle rap no more. He got the like luxury rap like, like he rapping about crazy champagne and you could tell he grew like he didn't seem he didn't been around the world he didn't see he didn't got some money he right he talking that rich nigga shit now. Right. But and all of a sudden, but he still got some. He still got some ready to die cuts too. Like he got, uh, story to tell, ten crack commandments, last days, pray for my downfall. Like he still got ready to die shit on there. Mhm. I just feel like it was a complete double album. It was like a movie. It was cinematic. Think of how many niggas done. Follow the same blueprint of of coming out and then putting your team on. Then you coming back again. Nelly, two thousand. Nelly came out with what? Country Grammar, two thousand. Two thousand one. You come out with Saint Lunatics, Free City. Then you mm-hmm. come out with Nellyville in two thousand. Another artist I'm gonna name. 50 Cent, you come out with Get Richard Die Trying, 02. 03, you come out with what? G Unit, Beg for Mercy. Yeah. And, then had his, uh, and then huh? he had his people put out solo albums too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You come out with Get Richard Die Trying, 02. 03, you come out with G Unit, Beg for Mercy. 04, you come out with uh, Lloyd Banks. And then then Shred Cashville come out 04 too? I think 03 or 04. One of the two. Let me let me fact check it. Yeah, I, I want to say yeah, 02 04. 04. Okay. August 24th, 04. And hunger for more. Hunger for More came out first. And then okay. two months later, Strata Casual came out. Two albums came out 04. And then you could then Game came out, I think, before uh the massacre, I think. 
Game came out 05. Then the Masters, like, he put his whole squad on first. Then he came back out. Like, he was just all about, you know what I'm saying? Biggie did that shit first, bro. Mm-hmm. You can see the growth. Even, even, even Biggie's attire changed. Like, he went from the black, you know, the vest and the, the bandana. You know, the Tims and the jeans the and all that. Yeah. Now, you know, came with the Versace. You came with, like, the Kooji, the top mm-hmm. hat with the cane, with the suit. Like, you just changed his whole swag, and you could tell he was getting, like, the money that got him. Like, you just getting money, and you just changed. It's kind of like pop. It's kind of like pocket between 93, 95, and 96. Uh, like, it's old. Kind of, yeah, with pop, because, um, I, I, I mean, even though he still kept up with the whole thug life thing, I mean, he really started to i guess you could say change uh change his look like uh right around the time uh before his death that's when he started rocking the glasses and all that yeah like death row mm-hmm. like he was, that's when he started wearing the versace silk silk shirts and, bro this nigga i looked up 96 the nigga did not wear a hat at all in 96 bro <laughs> he ain't wear no hat bro he rocked the baldy all year, bro. Until he passed away. He ain't rock no hats. He probably wore one hat in the California Love Remix video. That's it. That nigga ain't rock no hats. <laughs> it was the glasses, Versace shirt, or he nigga wore a suit, or he wore a car canine. That's it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back, I went off on a tangent. Yeah, but I gotta give it the life after death, bro. The greatest double album of all time. <laughs> Number one, I gotta give it the doggy style, bro. Snoop, when I talked about The Chronic was my favorite West Coast album until this came out, this is the album. Them niggas mm-hmm. worked together on this too. Dre Beats, you had the Dog Pound, RBX, Lady of Rage. Bruh, he's so dope. He didn't even rap on his first. He didn't even rap his first. He wasn't even the first nigga to rap on his own album. He put Lady Rage. He put Lady Rage on the intro. With the with the the Week at the Knees sample of Funkadelics. I sipping on Tango Ray. It's the mind of my mind and the mind of all day. All day deep to the motherfucking E. I could bump that song all fucking day, bro. That album, dog, that's my favorite album of all time simply because it's a mix. It's a mix of everything. You got the 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 gangster element because he was a crip. You got the party aspect because he made party records. You got the lyrics. You had the swag. You just had everything in one album. You could play that at a party because it had party records. It had the gangster appeal. It had the bars. Like Snoop was a Snoop was just different, bro. Snoop had a laid back style. Snoop was everybody wanted to, Snoop was like the coolest nigga at that time. In 93, 94, 92. Snoop was the coolest nigga, bro. He had the coolest fucking demeanor, bro. He was just cool as fuck, man. Like, 
that album was just so fucking dope. What's my name? Gin and Juice. My personal favorite on the album is G's and Hustler. Uh, Serial Killer with RBX killing it. Um, Murder Was the Case. That nigga predicted his no. Murder Was the Case was so was so weird. He didn't get even have a murder case until after the shit came out. And that's the reason. Didn't he make a movie or like a a mini movie music video to it? Yes, he made a soundtrack of the movie after that and had one of my favorite songs that's not streaming. Um, What's it called, man? I got it. Hold on. Some of these niggas is bitches too. And some of these niggas act just like you. That was, bruh. Oh my God. What's it called? Dang, I, I can't think of it. Oh, Who Got Some Gangster Shit was one of the hardest songs that Snoop ever put out. That really no one really knows about unless you're from Cali. But it ain't this this if they if Defro wants to do something, put this shit on Spotify. Put this whole soundtrack on Spotify, bro. Like this what, shit was uh, murder was the case? The soundtrack? Yes. Jay Quick Dawson the sent on there. Notice he had a song. Nate Dog had his own song. Yeah, who got some gangster shit was was hard, bro. And like, and the thing, he didn't even have a murder case when the shit came out, and he ended up having ended up having one. That's why the power of the words is scary. That's why he started making more positive music. And look, look what happened, bro. I think it's the most known. Besides LL Cool J, he's like the most known rapper, most popular rapper of all time, bro. Mm-hmm. It's LL Cool J and Snoop, in my opinion. From back then, that's still known. And Snoop, everybody knows Snoop a crip. Everybody knows Snoop smokes. And they don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> they don't care. My parents know he smoked. My parents know he gang. My parents know Snoop. Everybody's parents know Snoop. Grandparents know Snoop. You just know Snoop. Even if we don't listen to rap, you know who the fuck Snoop is. My question is, who don't know who's uh that Snoop smoke? <laughs> right at this point, right? <laughs> like, come on. But yeah, that's my number one though, bro. Doggy style, my favorite album of all time. It's a mix of everything you want. It was just smooth. I remember my brother, and it's and it's another. It's a deeper thing because my brother had it. My brother had the album, and he used to play it through the house. That's really like one of the first rap albums I got put on was was Doggy Style. So that just stuck with me my whole life. Like he used to play Gin and Juice and all this shit. Like, yeah, man, it's just, yeah, yeah, that's it, man. 
Great list though. We that was this was a good one. This was. This was a good one. Okay, let me hear what you got. All right. For number uh for uh number four, I'm gonna agree with you and go all eyes on me. Because um I I agree with you. It is uh I would say it's his second best album. Uh, I agree with you with Me Against the World being his uh his best album. Uh, but the track listing still great. Ambitions as a writer, as soon as you uh right off the bat, um you have that. You have How Do You Want It with Casey and JoJo. That was a huge hit. Uh two two of America's most wanted with Snoop Dogg. That was a hit. Uh what oh I ain't mad at you. I almost forgot about that uh being on here. That was a hit. Um what else was on here? Picture me rolling. Uh all eyes on me, the title track. Um just a great album. Um but again, it, I'm I'm not saying it's it's the worst album that he's put out, or uh, like I said, it's I'd say it's his second best compared to Me Against the World. Uh, but you know, this was at a time when you know double albums were you know uh, were a huge deal compared to how they are you know in 2023 because you know some double albums, you know, they can you know make or break how good the entire album sounds. And and right. now since we live in, in a time where we just want it to be, you know, short, concise, get to the point, three minute songs, whatever, whatever, uh, it is kind of, you know, it is kind of, you know, a little what's the word? It's kind of interesting to hear, you know, go back and you know, listen to all that now compared to, you know, how we just want the music to be put out now. So with that, I got to put uh, All Eyes on Me at number four. Number three. Hmm, number three. I may have to put, I'm going to put The Chronic. I'll agree with you on that one too. The Chronic at number three. Uh, a great debut album from Dr. Dre. Um you know, since there there was some um, some stuff behind the scenes on how you know Dre got out of his album, you know, with Suge, um, apparently, uh, well, I'll say this allegedly, you know, that's when Snoop uh, Snoop when Suge, you know, confronted Easy E uh, with uh, with some gang members and you know told Easy sign on the dotted line to get Dre out of his contract with Ruthless. Then he went over to Death Row, did the Chronic, gave a Snoop Dogg, which I'll talk uh, talk about that in just a bit. Um, you know, and just came out uh, Guns Blazing with the Chronic too. Um, still a great album. Uh, you had the diss song to Easy E, uh, Dre Day. You had Let Me Ride. You had Nothing But a G Thing. The day the niggas took over. Um, you had uh, Rat-a-tat-tat. I'm surprised you didn't talk about that one uh, off the chronic. Um, and another fun thing. I forgot about that one. No, yeah, you, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. In the, day, in the day niggas took over, that was off the Rodney King shit. Yep, that's true. 
little right. ghetto boy. Yeah. Um, I like I love the sample off that one. That's a, a favorite of mine. Um, and and uh, what a lot of people don't really talk about too is that um, remember back in the "Let Me Ride" video, it had that little appearance with uh, Ice Cube near the end. By uh, and you know he pops up on screen and says, "Damn right, it was a good day." That yeah. was shocking back then because since Dre left NWA and Ruthless and Easy and all them, it was shocking to see you know Ice Cube appear in that video because a lot of people thought you know they still had beef you know due to no Vaseline and you know all the shots they took at they took at each other so. It was a yeah, little surprising. Yeah. That was a big deal. It was. It really was. So, you know, it, it was good to see, you know, them, you know, um, be uh, see Cube appearing in the video and, you know, them squashing the beef and, you know, them, you know, not getting all violent and things like that at the time. So um, the Chronic at number three. Number two, man, I may have to put Doggy Style at number two. Um, not because this is tough between this and Life After Death, to be honest with you, but I may have to put Doggy Style at number two because you know, continuing with the West, uh, with Dre giving us the chronic, it gave us, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg, uh, his debut album. Um, man, just still incredible, and that's approaching 30 years coming uh, this fall, uh, for those who aren't aware, um, doggy style, uh, like we talked about, you had a gin and juice, the shiznit, um, who am I, what's my name, um, I remember the video to that real well, you know, uh, Snoop Dogg on top of the, uh, I can't remember, uh, the building he's just rapping and then he's just rapping to a, a huge crowd of people you know throwing their hands up in the air and uh, and I know some of them tried you know throwing gang signs up but you know the director just told him no you can't do that because you know he's trying to get the video you know to be played on music networks and you know they just couldn't do that um, murder was the case um Doggy Dog World. Um, that's a that's a video that doesn't really get talked about enough. That's the one where um, you know he had a rerun from uh, what's happening in there. Um, Huggy Bear. Um, I want to say Pam Greer was in that too. Yep. It, since it's been a while since I've uh, seen that, she was in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was a great nod to the 70s, that video. Um like we talked about, murder was the case. Um, he had that little um that little mini movie that he had. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that um, you know, that kind of scared me a bit as a kid, if I gotta be okay. honest. Yeah, to, me too. Uh, yeah. The thriller video. That that definitely scared me as a kid, especially, you know, seeing Snoop making a deal with the devil and, you know, them having them scenes where they just flash, uh, you know, flash in the devil's eyes. And, you know, that scared the fuck out of me as a kid. I'm not going to lie. 
yeah, so, yeah. Um, me too. Me too. Me too. So, so, um, but now also, looking back, hey, we, go ahead. We forgetting, we forgetting, uh, his, his, his odd, his old to, uh, Slick, Slick Rick. Oh, um, the whole song, Slick Rick song. Oh, Lottie Dottie, that's right. Yeah, Lottie Dottie, yeah. I was trying to, uh, trying to think of it real quick, but yeah, he, he did do that. Um, people say he was biting. I'm like, nah, man, he just paying homage, like, right? And another thing was, um, like, I think before this came out, or uh, around the time this was around, or close to the time where he was uh starting to be wanted by uh the LAPD for the death of a gang member. And then that's when, you know, him and Dre, they went on MT, oh, they went on live on MTV with uh, George Clinton. They presented an award uh, at the VMAs. And then the next thing you know, uh, cops saw him there. They tried uh, getting him uh, arrested right at the show. But then uh, as soon as word hit, that's when they got out the uh, back door. And then uh, after the show, that's when he turned himself in and. Uh, the year after, that's when he performed uh, "Murder Was the Case" uh, in New York, and you know that was. Yeah, he was said, "Murder was the case that they gave me. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent." And you know, um, yeah. that that was still that uh, that might have been one of the best performances of the night, uh, right there. But Snoop's um, best performances, honestly. Right, that's true. I remember that vividly. I remember that performance. He had the blue right. rag on his neck, like, and he had the cat. Yeah, the had, yeah, the the uh the perm casket yeah. uh, in the middle of the stage, and yeah. Uh, when you first watch it, I thought like he was rapping inside the casket, but then uh like after that first verse, you saw that beam of light, and then next thing you know, uh, they start. Uh, closing the casket, and then uh, out comes Snoop on the wheelchair. So yeah, that that was a yeah uh, that was a great performance. Uh, yeah, for those who like haven't seen 90, it, go. I think that was the 1994 what VMAs or what was that? I don't even yeah, 94. Was. It was VMAs. Yeah, 94. Yeah, the VMAs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that might be one of uh, my favorite performances of Snoop right there. But um, I I gotta put Doggy Style at number two. Number one, I gotta put I gotta say Life After Death by uh, B.I.G. Because um, again, I'm surprised you didn't say this, but you know, with uh, Life After Death, it basically picks up right where uh, Ready to Die leaves off. Uh, you know, him being rushed to the hospital, you know, you hear, you know, the little EKG machine beeping in the background. Um, with that, you have, uh, you know, just classics. Uh, well, now classics, you have hypnotized, you have more money, more problems. Um, what else was off that album? You had uh, Somebody's Got to Die. Kicking the door. Um, what, what what was uh, what's the one with R. Kelly? I, I can't think of the title. Um, 
you had that one. Uh, what's beef? Um, I got a story to tell. Um, Ten Crack Commandments, going back to Cali. Sky's the limit. It's just, man, it's... Yeah. It's just too many, uh, too many to name. Long kiss, good night. You're nobody till somebody kills you. Uh, just yeah. a phenomenal record. Uh, I just hate uh, that he wasn't alive to, you know, see enjoy to the see, fruit. Yeah, wow. to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Um, um, and I think there was a couple. I want to say there was some diss record, uh, so I'll say subliminal diss disses on that album. Um, I would say, you know, I, I want to say he dissed uh, like or subliminally dissed uh, Suge and Tupac on "Long Kiss Goodnight," even though uh, you know he said, uh, "When my men bust you, you just move with such stamina." Slugs, Mitch, yeah, I ain't mad at you. Uh, so I kind of felt like that was a little subliminal shot to him. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, know, I can see but it. yeah, but you know, with him promoting the album, even you'll agree with me, it was a completely bold move for him to you know go out on the West Coast to promote that, uh, especially since you know Pac was died. Uh, Pac died. Um, you know, things were still. Uh, I, I guess you could say cool, they cooled down with the whole East Coast, West Coast beef, but, you know, tensions were still high. So, if, you know, for him to go out there to promote the album in L.A., that was, you know, a, a completely bold move on his part to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, sadly. Book. Yeah, which was, you know, sadly, you know, we all know the end result to that, to what happened. But. You know, yeah, it, it like, is. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to say my opinion about what happened on here. Um, but oh, okay. but yeah, I just I, I got my own observation and my theory about how they both died and why they both died six months apart. But I tell you All off right. the air. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, yeah, you can do that. But um, I, I just felt like with uh, with uh, life after death, I mean, um, it, it's, it, I mean, even though he's on uh, Biggie only made two albums, uh, I kind of felt like this was the better and uh, stronger album compared to you know Ready to Die. Not that it, not that Ready to Die wasn't bad, but I felt like this is when he he kind of started finding his footing. This is when, you know, he started, you know, the lyrics were starting to be, you know, get better than they were on Ready to Die. And I feel like with that, this was, you know, starting to be, you know, uh, starting to be one of his, um, one of his stepping stones for one of her, uh, the best uh, in his, um, in his short, oh, well, now his short-lived career, but I kind of feel like if he was around longer, he, um, you know, ain't no telling what, you know, the next song would have been, or next album. I'm sorry, but um, no, yeah, I, I gotta put. Go ahead. You no, know, it's funny. 
Mm-hmm. You count two albums. I count four. Four from uh from Biggie. Yep. I mean, I I don't know if I would say uh the Biggie if you, duet. If, it, if, would be... if you count, nah. If you count Junior Mafia, and if you count Lil Kim, that's four albums. Oh, I'm, I'm just uh, basing it off solo albums. Yeah, but me, I count. Yeah, I count his work. Like, I mean, with his name, it's two. But as far as his pen, well, he ain't right. But as far as his, like, you know, his lyrics and his creativity, I say four because he got Dream okay. My Project and Lil Kim. He wrote Lil Kim shit too. Yeah, that's true. And I can see that. I can definitely see that. He was still working. He just didn't put out no solo. But he's he was still working out here now. That's true. One of my favorite remixes of all time. And I do love and I do love um International Players Anthem remix. That was straight. But no, the get money remix with the don't look any further sample. Oh yeah. You can be as good as the best of them, move as bad as the worst. So move, touch me. You need to move over. Get money. Yeah, then he had a verse at the end. Like, come on, bro. Okay. Yeah, you got to go back and listen to that shit, bro. I remember that shit. Uh, <laughs> I remember used to be on the radio, bro. They had new verses. Yeah. Lil' Kim killed it as usual. Like, Lil' C was a dope-ass rapper, even though he ain't write his shit. Lil' C had a dope-ass rap voice. He did. He, didn't, he don't count himself as a rapper, but, bro, that nigga was... And I, and, I, and I commend Biggie for looking out for his friends, too. Like, he made sure his friends had money, too. Like, he wasn't just him. Mm-hmm. Put his friends on, like I fuck with that. Right. He was young too, like. And Lil C's knew his role. He knew his role, man. He was the weed. He was the weed roll up guy. He was the chauffeur, like he would do. Cause Biggie couldn't drive, so he was the chauffeur and big around. Lil C's would pick up, you know, pick up women for him in the studio. Lil C's did a lot. That's true. And that is true. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to that was a dope man. And think about it, man. If Biggie didn't have died, would have died, man. We would have had um the commission. Right. We would have had you think we go ahead junior mafia. Like it I think it would have been junior. I think it would have been junior mafia. Jay-Z, Foxy might have been in there. Memphis Bleed. Yeah, I forgot. It was like a whole... It was like a yeah, group collab. Like a super group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, do you think uh, there would have been more uh, Jay-Z and Big collaborations? Hell yeah. Especially, they already had classic three verses. It would have been more verses. Because mm-hmm. you got the one-off. First, you got the one-off um, 
you got uh, Brooklyn's Finest off of Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. The obvious got, one, yeah. And you got uh, I Love the Doe off of uh, Life After Death. Mm-hmm. When he, that line where he was like, Jay-Z was like, I'm playing, we playing Monopoly with real cash. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was a flex. Like, that was just so dope. Um, and another one. It did actually did that on the video too, like oh, dead presidents. Dead presidents, yeah. They played, they put up real cash, playing Monopoly and shit. That shit was tough, man. That was just a, that was just a flex. Like, I always wanted right. to do that. We ain't, yeah, we ain't playing for you know this the property on the board. We playing for actual property. Right. Um, what's another one? Um. Oh yeah, and then uh, Young G's off the No Way Out album. That was hard too. Both killed. Both had equal verses. Like even Diddy, mm-hmm. even Diddy snapped on the on the intro. Like damn it, Biggie came on. Damn it, feels good to see people. No, what do you say? Damn. Damn it, feels good to see people up on it. Flip two keys in two weeks, ain't even flown it. A nigga haunted. These jeans, it just seems the BB's on it. He killed that Biggie was hard, <laughs> dog. Biggie's flow was on point, bruh. It was so smooth. It cut through beats. He was unique, man. Right. You'll never be another one, which is sad. Yeah. He was on a he was on the lock song, dissing the locks. <laughs> like, cause styles, cause they all cause the story was they always taking shots at Biggie. Like, I want this, I want that, I want this. And this Biggie came on a song, was like, all of the shit that y'all niggas want, I got. Right. <laughs> Like, it was just a, you know, back then, it was competition. Hell, we just found out that Styles P, this Jay-Z on Reservoir Dogs. And I did not know that shit. Neither did I. Yeah, because Styles P said Jay-Z wanted them to go straight to the studio. And they wanted to, you know, drop their bags off, chill. They said no. And then it took a while for them to write their verse. I think they left and party. Meanwhile, Styles P didn't record yet. And he was just pissed. So he was just, he just dissed. And remember, that's the verse right after, right before Jay-Z started. And Styles P, I got listen to say Styles P was, I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you did it. I don't care if you, like, Styles P was killing this nigga, bro. Oh yeah, I don't care about a pretty bitch, a watch, or a car. I don't care about your block or whoever you shot. I don't care about your album or whenever it dropped. Yeah, he was killing this nigga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they were some dangerous niggas, bro. Lox is legendary, man. Right. And you were fuck. They was dissing niggas on their own song. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, going back to uh, Biggie, I, I got to put that at uh, number one, Life After Death. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to add before uh, we get into shout outs and, and stuff? Uh, that, 
It was. It was. Uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead. Let's get into uh, shout outs and album recommendations. Go ahead, uh, Jared. Um. Okay, shout out um, everybody who, who supported us from day one. We about to go on season four, right? Season four, right? Yeah, season four on the way. About to get on season four. This is this is amazing. We've been we've been with this shit, man. We've been holding it down. Um, we've been getting better with the content, and um. I just love it, man. I appreciate all the fans, man. Uh, whoever just been with us or whoever recommended the podcast to somebody, I appreciate it. And just even taking the time to hear us out, even if you don't listen to us again, thank you for just that one moment to hear us out. I just want to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we just so much, so much fans of hip hop and the culture, man. If you love hip hop, man, you'll love this podcast, man. We do a deep dive of everything. It's something we're passionate to do, so we don't feel like I don't feel like it's work. I just feel like it's just two niggas, just two friends, just having a conversation about hip hop that's just recorded. Like we would talk, we would do this shit off camera, right? That's what makes it so dope. That's true. Like, I, I'm always talking to somebody about music, especially if they're a music fan just as me. I'm a geek mm-hmm. when it comes to music, like rapping, all that shit. I'm geek. I'm geek. I'm geeking about. I'm a geek about three things: wrestling, basketball, and music. Hell, even movies too. I might as well make that four. Anything about '90s, 2000s, I'm a fan of, bro. I'm a fan of the culture for real. So I appreciate all the fans, man. And um, shout out to uh, shout out to Bell. He's still doing his thing on the DJ tip. Pause. Um, <laughs> everything he's doing is wonderful, man. I'm proud of him. He's doing what he loves, and he's getting these gigs, man. And he just out here locally, just just doing numbers, man. And and getting his recognition and getting his face card out there, man. And I'm proud of him, man. He's still a part of the podcast. I don't give a fuck if you hear him or not. He's he is the podcast. He started with us and he's gonna end with us. All right. Um, yeah, um, as far as album recommendations go, man. And 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 I just want to say. Rest in peace to Big Pokey, man. Oh, yeah. Houston legend. Real sad. Um, Collapsed on stage. I seen him collapse, bro. That shit was... Damn, bro. That shit was scary. I hate to see him. He he is definitely a Houston legend. Uh, I remember hearing him on a couple songs, but his most most popular song that I heard of him was on uh, Sitting Sideways with Paul Wall. Yeah. Sitting sideways, boys, boys in the days. Day. I don't know that. Te- I was, I was a Texas fan from like after high school. I knew this dude named Travis was in the military. We met him, and he, and he was just he was from Texas, so he put us on all Texas music. And I was just a Texas head from that for like a year and a half, bro. I listened to Chameleon Air, Magno, Flip. 
Paul Wall, Chameleon Air, especially Chameleon Air. Slim Thug, like everybody. Mike Jones. Like, I was just listening to like that whole movement. And they still getting money. Don't think just because you don't hear them niggas like they ain't still relevant. That In Houston, them niggas got cars. They in the real estate. They still got money. They still got something going on. Everybody. Chameleon Air in the tech world now. Paul Walsh mm-hmm. doing grills. Slim Doug still doing his shit. Like, speaking of that, that's why on my on my album, I'm gonna keep it Houston. I'm gonna keep it Texas. All for Big Pokey. Um, my album recommendation is um Slim Thug already platinum. Ooh. Came out 05. He was signed to Star Trek at the time, Star Trek slash Interscope. And he came out with an album. The first song on his bitch was um, Like a Boss. Came on. Boss, nigga. Like a boss. Slim Thug a motherfucker to be boss of the dog. Slim Thug could just rap, bro. I remember that got bootleg, bootleg like a motherfucker, too. Hell yeah. And coming off the clips, Pharrell just, he was just that nigga that just, he, he gravitated to the street niggas, too. Like, he was just cool, and he was, to, he was himself. He gave Slim Thug hella dope-ass beats. Um, and then he came out with, I ain't heard of that. Now, oh, yeah. I ain't heard of that got so many fucking remixes. I ain't heard of that got two videos. He got the, uh, the, he got the one with Bun B on it. He got actually three, mm-hmm. three, three versions, but he got two videos, the one with Bun B and the one with just himself. And then you got another remix. With Jay-Z on the hook, and Jay-Z got a first. Now, this is the time where Jay-Z's already retired. And he came back mm-hmm. with a first. And I think this is the second time since he retired he was on a track. Because he was on Memphis Bleak, uh, Dear Summer. And I then, remember that. And then I think he was on I Ain't Heard of That. And that's when he was talking his, like, I, 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 he said, some, I don't know, he killed his shit. Something like I'm trying to bring the Nets to Brooklyn. Like he was saying that shit back then. Like he was just like, you know, he was just going on his, you know, luxury talk and shit like that. Like, um, yeah, it, it was it was it was dope. He had a dope ass verse. I ain't heard of that it was hard. Um that beat was fire. He had three kings with Bun B T I. Um, he had a song called, um, he had a song called Miss Mary. It was like, it was like, uh, he related weed, he related, uh, a weed to a woman. And you think he's talking about a woman the whole time, but he's talking about weed. And it was so dope. I liked how he did that shit. I think Cool and Dre did the beat. Incredible feeling. With Jazzy Faye. Dope. Um, what else? 
already platinum. That was a hard beat. He got the best. He got he got a song with Pusha T called Click Clack. Um, Click Clack. Yeah, that that was dope. Um, and then he got the he got the motherfucking diamonds. Okay, he got a song that was screwed up. Like diamonds glister, glister, gets the wood grain grill. When you see a pimp shining, nigga, tell me how you feel. Feel. That was dope. But then Manny Fresh did a remix. And he sampled mm-hmm. the chorus and made it to a Manny Fresh beat that had Jeezy, Killer Kelly on, Slim Thug, of course, and Slick Puller. Mm-hmm. I watched that video earlier today. I forgot how dope that fucking song is. And the they had a deluxe version and it got the remix on there, on that version. Mm-hmm. But Slim Thug, just the he just the dope. He just he's an actually he's the tallest rapper of all time. He thought it was Snoop. I thought it was Dave East. I thought it was no. I thought it was two chains. No. Snoop Dogg's height is six six. Damn. That's like what Jordan height. Wasn't yeah, Jordan I think so. Six? Uh, Kobe 6'6". I think Jordan was 6'6". Yeah, I think Jordan was 6'6". Anyway, <clears throat> Slim Thug, one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, 6'6". Yeah. He's one of my favorite rappers out of Houston. Um, stay consistent. I like his group, the Boss Hall Outlaws. <clears throat> And um, it has been you know, they've been doing they were doing song they was doing albums and underground shit way before he signed with Pharrell. Like this is I'm talking about this is like '99 and shit. So he been in the mm-hmm. game. So. And uh, I want everybody to be safe. Um, people shout out to the people in summer school getting them credits up. Shout out to the people who graduated college. Shout out to the people who's about to start college. I know that's a big transition. Uh, shout out to the people who's who's going to um, to high school. Uh, shout out to the people who's going from fifth to sixth grade. A lot of people don't know that's a pivotal moment in your life, going from elementary right. school to middle school. That's a whole culture shock. I remember I was late my first day at middle school because I didn't know where the fuck I was going. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a whole. This versus dealing with one teacher, your whole for five years straight, you dealing with one teacher in one grade, to go dealing with like eight teachers, because you had eight classes at that time, so you dealing with eight different teachers. It was a culture shock, bro. It really set you up for high school. It really mm-hmm. did. That's why it's called junior high. So. All right. So. So shout out to everybody that's moving on in life and even after school when you're trying to find, go to college, trying to find out what your next move is. 
just stay focused, man, and get out of trouble. Stay focused, man, and uh, be safe out here, man. All right, Nick. Um, yeah, shout out to all the listeners. Uh, yeah, this is this is it. The uh, last episode of the third season. Uh, we'll be back, uh, God willing, in next couple weeks to do season, uh, start season four. Um, thank you to everybody who listened. Thank you uh, to everybody who's still listening, uh, even after the first episode that we dropped. Um, other than that, um, you know, um, click on the notification bell uh, to when when you do. Uh, when you do that way you can get notified from when we drop episodes because like we say life happens schedule sometimes our schedules don't click and you know it is you know we got we got lives outside of this but you know we still come uh come back together and you know just to shoot the shit on hip-hop culture and news and things like that and you know we we just love giving y'all content uh you know it's, it's uh, I love how we've been doing this for, you know, uh, I believe next episode will be three years since we've been doing this. Uh, we're going to try to get Kyle somehow, some way to be a part of this um, show again, since like uh, Jared said, he's busy doing his old DJ thing. Um, and, you know, we proud of him. Uh, uh, we got his uh, we got his Instagram and um uh, on in the show notes too so that way you can follow him uh you can see whenever he goes live with his mixes and things like that so you know definitely check him out uh we got merch uh in the shop too uh loamaradashop.com um you know get you a hoodie get you a hat get you some stuff there uh, you know support the show um if you do get something, tag us, uh, low, uh, hashtag Lower Marauders. We'll shout you out, and you know, may we may even uh, send you something uh, free uh, just for you know supporting the show. Uh, like Jared said, just be safe out here, man. I mean, even though uh, we're still in the middle of summer, uh, people are still crazy out here. Uh, just be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. Um, Surround yourself with positive people. Wash your ass. Um, Yeah, and just be safe out here. Um, Album recommendation. Um, It's been a while since I've said, um, since I recommended something new, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you Killer Mike's latest album called Michael. Uh, For those who aren't aware who Killer Mike is, he is uh, a person who uh, he's a rapper who started his career uh, alongside with the group Outkast. Uh, then uh, he did his own his own little solo projects uh, uh, post Outkast uh, after Idlewild. Um, came out with a couple good solo albums. Hooked up with producer LP, who formed the group Run the Jewels. He's one half of the uh, group. He's one half of the members of that. He came back uh, just uh, last week with a brand new album uh, called Michael. Like I said, um, just a great album uh, so far. It, it's definitely in uh, top five albums of the uh, of the year for me personally. 
Uh, such great album, uh, such great songs. Uh, Two Days with Ty Dollar Sign, High and Holy, again with Top Dollar Sign, Shed Tears, uh, Spaceship Views with Currency, Two Chains. Um, what else was off that album? You got uh, Young Thug on there, Scientists and Engineers. That's the one I was uh, thinking of when I was talking about uh, uh, Three Stacks earlier in the show. You have that uh, along with Future. You have, uh, you know, the soul-wrenching motherless of how, you know, um, he he's still dealing with the loss of his mom and how that's taken um, and how he's dealing with that. Uh, Exit Nine, another one of my favorites that has Blast on there. Uh, CeeLo Green is on there, Down by Law, which is the first uh, first uh, song off that album. So great album uh, from Killer Mike. Um, I kind of feel like with this, uh, it definitely does have a southern rap feel to it, and I kind of feel like with uh, with the production and beats that he was given, uh, he just ran with it and he did a great job on this album. So I definitely recommend Michael from Killer Mike. Go check that out whenever you guys get a chance. Um, shit. Other than that, anything else you want to add before we get on out of here? Uh, nah, we can be out, man. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, we thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, we'll see you for the next episode of the Lower Marauders podcast. Uh, and it'll be the start of a brand new season, like we said. Um, other than that, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us. We out. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace. The Low End Marauders podcast is hosted by Kyle Bill, Jarrett Knox, and me, Nicholas Rawls. Our in and outro music, Fat Albert and Rudy, is by Ninth Wonder. Be sure to follow and talk to us on Instagram and Twitter, at Low End Marauders. Plus, stop by our, our online shop and buy some merch to show your support for the show. Check the show notes for the link to the store. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Why? Reviews are what helps get the show more attention, so don't be shy to leave us a review, and don't be afraid to say what you want to hear from us on future episodes as well. Also, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show, so that way you know when new episodes are released, and that way you can stay updated with us and the show. Alright everyone, that's it for us. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace.